The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. said in Matthew 24, 12, that lawlessness would abound. The word abound means literally out of control. Look at America for the past three and a half, almost four years. For three years plus, America saw the FBI under the direction of James Comey plot, plan, and try to destroy a sitting president of the United States of America on a fabrication that they themselves created. No charges will be filed, and I'm sure none are going to be filed. Now, the corruption of our government becomes a corruption of our nation. Our cities are burning. Looters are looting from department to stores. Seattle is under siege. Their mayor asked about what is this going to mean for Seattle, and she mystically looked into the camera and said, this summer is going to be a summer of love. (laughs) Quote. Wow. Policemen are being shot. They're being abused. There's a mass exodus. Listen to me closely. I know there are bad policemen in the structure. Let's identify them. Let's get them out. And let's stop. Let's stop criticizing the great majority who serve this nation and protect us. We must protect and defend our police forces. America and the world are saturated with agnostics, pseudo-intellectuals, and Laodicean churches that have stopped preaching the gospel. If the church in America had been preaching this book in the churches, what's going on in the streets of this country would not be happening. What am I telling you? Right on the other side of all of this chaos that we're going through right now, in just a few days, in a millisecond, It's going to be over and be over forever. When you see these signs, the Bible says, lift up your heads and rejoice. Your redemption draweth nigh. Give him praise in the house of God. Will there be a rapture? St. Paul says yes. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, he puts pen to parchment and he writes, for the Lord himself, he makes that double entry, for the Lord himself, shall descend from heaven with a shout. Why the shout? Because the shout is the symbol of victory over death, hell, and the grave. And he will descend with the voice of the archangel. Why the voice of the archangel? Because the archangel is announcing the appearance of royalty, and he is the king of kings, the lord of lords, and the 
and the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is royalty. And it will come with the trump of God because trumpets are used to announce kings. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall, caught up and shall be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. It's going to happen just that fast. And we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, Paul says, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another. The rapture of the church is not, oh dear me, how can that happen? Brother, it is going to be paradise on the other end of the sound of that horn. Glory to the living God. We're leaving this mess. People are saying nothing like this has ever happened before. Yes, it has. It's happened six times already and getting ready to happen the seventh time. Let me give you the seven raptures in the Bible. The rapture of Enoch in Genesis 5, 24, Hebrews 11, 5. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not because the Lord took him. He didn't die. He's been alive in heaven for over 3,000 years. Think about that. The prophet Elijah was raptured. He was snatched away into heaven in a chariot of fire. And he's been alive in heaven for 3,000 years. He's coming back to earth with Enoch, Enoch during the tribulation as God's messenger to the Jewish people that the Messiah is coming. That's found in Malachi 4 and 5. The rapture of Isaiah, Isaiah 6, 1 and 3. The rapture of Jesus Christ, 5. The rapture of Philip. There was a very special representative from a foreign country that needed to hear the gospel 20 miles away. And God just sent an angel over, picked him up by the armpits, and 20 miles carried him through the air and dropped him right by that chariot. I mean, that beats Uber all to pieces. <laughs> he was snatched and taken from one place to the other, which is a rapture. The next rapture, St. Paul, he was caught up to heaven, given a guided tour of heaven. And when he returned to earth, Paul, with all of his mastery of the English language, his ability described so much with such detail, just simply said, the half has not entered into the minds of men what God hath prepared for his own. It means let your imagination run as far as it can run. Think of everything beautiful and wonderful you would like for it to be. And when you're Imagination is exhausted. You haven't scratched the surface on how wonderful it's going to be when all of God's children get home. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The seventh rapture, God's number of perfection, is going to be the church, the victorious church of Jesus Christ, the church without spot or wrinkle, the church of Jesus Christ that's preaching the gospel, the church triumphant, the church that's looking for his glorious appearing, the church that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb and their sins have been forgiven, the church that is the light of the world and the salt of the earth, the church without spot or wrinkle, 
sprinkled. That's the church triumphant. Pray God you're in that church because that church is going to be the church that sees the Lord in the air. The greatest question of your life is are you in that church? It's one thing to be around the church and it's another thing to be in the church. You can know Jesus as a fact, but is Jesus Lord of your life? Are you ready? Is your family ready? Romans 8, 11 says, but if the spirit of him, meaning the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, will also give life to our mortal bodies through his spirit which dwells in you. All believers will take the Holy Spirit with them into the grave. And on the resurrection morning, it is the supernatural kinetic force that launches you into the paradise of God. Matthew 24, 30, and then shall appear the Son of Man in the heavens, and they shall see him coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Acts 1:11. ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, say that with me, this same Jesus shall come in like manner. Which way? Literally. You saw him physically. You saw him visibly. The next time he comes, he's coming literally. He's coming physically. He's coming visibly. He's not going to be wearing a mask with rubber gloves or standing in a social distance. We're going to fly away in the twinkling of an eye. Put these verses together and you have this picture of the first coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the crown prince of glory, appears suddenly in the heavens as lightning flashes from the east to the west. The trump of God has sounded, announcing the appearance of royalty. The voice of the archangel summons the righteous from their graves. All over planet earth, the graves will explode and the occupants will begin to soar toward the heavens. Cars will be empty beside the streets and the freeways. The motors are running, the drivers and the occupants are strangely missing. Homes of believers will have the supper dishes on the table. The food will be on the stove. But the occupants are gone to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Headlines will be screaming. Millions are missing. The television announcers will be going crazy trying to explain what has happened. An economic crash is on the way because the Christian tax base has just left. Who's going to pay for all of this? <laughs> television cameras will video the cemeteries of your city the empty homes the supper tables with food on the table and no one's home where are we we're gone we're gone we're gone we're not coming back not till seven years if you're not a believer don't you dare fly with a Christian pilot because he's going up and you're going down. Yeah. Cell phones will be jammed with families all over the earth trying desperately to get in touch with one another. Churches will be packed with weeping, sobbing, hysterical people who believe the Lord has come and they have been left behind. 
their choices now. When you're left behind, your choice is to take the mark of the beast and lose your soul or to have your head cut off. If you have your head cut off, God will place you in the book of Revelation under the altar of those who are slain for their witness. And when Jesus comes back the second time, you will be resurrected and join in that heavenly entourage. Let me tell you, it's just so much easier to find Jesus and go up the first time to go through all of that. Psalm 122.6 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. As Christians, we owe a debt of gratitude to the Jewish people for their contributions that gave birth to our faith. Israel is the apple of God's eye and his blessings come to those who love her. When you bless the Jewish people, you open the door of supernatural blessings in your own life. This month, for your donation of any amount, we will send you this two-sided Jerusalem Hagee Ministries keychain as a reminder of your support for the nation of Israel. For your gift of $200 or more, you will also receive this beautiful shofar made in Israel, crafted from a ram's horn. This ancient musical instrument is used on sacred Jewish religious occasions. Never in her history has the nation of Israel and the Jewish people needed our support more than they do today. Bless the nation of Israel. Green or visit jhm.org slash chosen. The premier prophetic sign that this is the end of the age is the rebirth of Israel, May 15, 1948. Israel is God's stopwatch. When the Jewish people are in Israel, God's clock is running. When they're out of Israel, as they were from 70 AD to 1948, the clock was not running. King David writes in Psalms 102, 13, you will rise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time, say that with me, the set time has come. That set time was 1948. Notice the accuracy of Bible prophecy, the Bible fact. Abraham was born 1948 years after God created Adam. Israel was born 1948 years after the AD calendar began. God does things by precision and by the clock, the set time. Let's go forward and get another Bible verification of that. The prophet Hosea gives us the answer in chapter 5. He prophesied the 2,000-year diaspora of Israel in Hosea 5, 11 through 14. He then prophesied again in Hosea 3, 4 through 5, that Israel shall abide many days without a king, without a prince. Afterwards, Israel will return in the latter days. Say that phrase, in the latter days. When is that? Right now. That's when we're living Hosea prophesied in chapter 6 that God, listen, will bind us up, speaking of the Jewish people, listen, and afterwards, toward the end of two days, say that with me, toward the end of two days, he will revive us, and in the third day, he will raise us up, and we will live in his sight. He said so much so fast, people for two, almost 2,000 years missed it until Israel was born. Remember, 
Now, a day with us, the Lord is a thousand years. So day one would be zero from A.D. to 1,000 years is day one. See it? Day one. Day two started with the year 1,000. 1100, 1200, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 1948 was in the afternoon of the second day. Hosea said, God will bind us up in the second day. And then he said, on the third day, we will stand in his presence. If you can stand in his presence, it means he's there. So both Jesus and Hosea are saying, I am. The king is coming back on the third day. Where are we living now? The third day. We are there. Israel was reborn in the late afternoon of the second day. Isaiah's prophecy, written 740 years before the birth of Jesus, declared, Who has seen such a thing? Shall a nation be born in a day? That exactly happened. Israel was born May the 14th, 1948. Boom, just like that. Jerusalem was reunited with the state of, of Israel in 1967. Listen closely. Luke 21 records, And Jerusalem will be trodden down under the feet of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Meaning, when Jerusalem and Israel come together, God's top priority now will be the Jewish people. We have had it to ourselves for 2,000 years. Now God wants us to extend our love to the Jewish people. Listen to God's love for Jerusalem. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Talking about the Jewish people from here to eternity. Isaiah 62, 6, on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night. They will never be silent. And give the Lord no rest until he makes Jerusalem the praise of the whole earth. Jerusalem is the shoreline of eternity. Jerusalem is going to be the capital city of the, of the final kingdom. When Jesus Christ sits on the throne of his father David, and of that kingdom there shall be no end, and you and you and you are going to be in that kingdom. It was with great honor that Don and I had the opportunity to have dinner at the White House with the President of the United States to discuss the Bible mandate to bless Israel, uh, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. I took my Bible and I read from the Bible to the President about the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is a 50-year period of time. From year 49 to year 50, no one in Israel worked. They lived off of the crops they raised. All indentured servants were returned to go home. It was a time when all debts were forgiven. When Israel came back in 1917 because of the Balfour Declaration, God's clock started ticking. Add 50 to 1917, you have 1967. That was the six-day war when Israel more than doubled its size in geographical holdings. Add 50 to 1967, and you have the year 2017. That was the year that I was talking to the president 
A few days later, the President of the United States announced that the city of Jerusalem will be recognized as the capital city of the Jewish people. Then he moved the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Why? It fulfilled the prophecy of Deuteronomy 28 when God said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. The head is the decision maker. For 2,000 years, other nations decided what Israel was going to do. What are we going to do with the Jews? When the Jews got home and they had a nation, now the Jewish people are telling other nations, this is how you're going to relate to us. We are making our own decisions now. We are the head and not the tail. You have seen that develop in your lifetime. Our president has done more to bless the state of Israel than all the presidents combined since 1948. God bless you, Mr. President. God bless you. Another sign that we're reaching the end of the age is the increase of knowledge. Daniel 12, 4, God says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words to the book and seal it until the end of time. Until when? The end of time. When is that? That's right now. When men shall run to and fro, you want to see a to and fro? Go out there and sit beside that freeway at 5 o'clock. That's to and fro. And knowledge shall be greatly increased. From the gates of Genesis until the 19th century, men rode on horses and communicated by flashing mirrors from mountaintop to mountaintop. Then came the telegraph. Then came the telephone. And then the telewoman, I mean television. Now you have a piece of plastic in your hand that can reach out and touch anyone on planet Earth in seconds. When I was a child, it took you 20 minutes to do a long-distance call from Texas to California. It was big news when someone phoned you from out of state. Now you have something in your pocket that the government can record every session and they know exactly where you are. Isn't that a comforting thing? We've gone from horseback to automobiles. We've gone from automobiles to supersonic jets and from jets to the moon. We are that generation where the knowledge has been greatly increased. Medical science has been so increased, we've had to redefine what death is. We are that knowledge. In closing, the waging of a war with pestilence. Webster defines pestilence as a contagious or infectious epidemic that is virulent and devastating. The coronavirus was presented to America as a pestilence without vaccine, without solution, and it was no accident. The release of this deadly virus should be a wake-up call to every person in America because according to John the Revelator, it will not be the last time. Fact, a sovereign God has allowed this. Because if God is not in control of everything, he is not sovereign. And if God is not sovereign, he's not God. It's a wake-up call for this country and for the world. 
God is saying, I still have all power in heaven and on earth. I show you just how quickly the nations of the earth can be brought to their feet. Our world was turned upside down in 60 days. God's message to the church, get ready. Get ready. You're the group. You're the group. Bible says, let every man examine himself to see if he be of the faith. Everyone can sing when we all get to heaven, but it's a living fact. We're not all going to heaven because the Bible says, broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that walk that way. Narrow is the way that leads to the gate of heaven and few there be that walk in that way. Where are you in your life? Are you on that narrow, blood-stained path leading to the cross? Are you walking hand in hand with the world? I'm telling you, in my lifetime, I may never have the opportunity to talk to you about the rapture again. But I want you to hear this. Look deeply in your soul and ask yourself, am I ready? Are my family members ready? I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready. While you stand to your feet and you bow your heads, how many of you in this room can say, Pastor, I'm not ready to meet the Son of God if he would come right now, I'm just not ready. You're a good person, but you know that there's sin in your life, things that you need to get straight with God, and you would like to do that right now. Can I see your hand? I want you to all pray this prayer with me. Those of you who are watching around the world, pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. Prepare my life for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. From this day forward, I pledge to serve you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. Even so, come Lord Jesus, I will serve the Lord all of my life. Amen. Thank you for making a difference with your faithful prayers and support to this ministry. We're also thankful for the many ways you participate in our programs that bless Israel. You are blessing the apple of God's eye. Pastor Hagee's blessing is coming up at the end of today's program, so please stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. And now, your blessing with Pastor John Hagee. And now may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, giving you his peace. May you pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May we, as the righteous of the nation, raise our voices, lift the torch of truth high, and stand boldly for the word of God, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that it teaches. Let there be no compromise with evil in any of its forms. Let us declare with authority and power 
that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. May this nation be led by the truth of God and recapture what the founding fathers intended from God for us. And may our children and our children's children enjoy that freedom. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the Network Live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the Network Live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEOradio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.